The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. Now that I'm 41, I'm kind of settled into my 40s. You know, last year, the year before last, it was like, I'm 40. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm kind of in this new era, there's a lot of things that's changed about me. And so um, I, I, the first thing is, is and some, some of you are, are so young that you're, this is going to be like, wow, you're old. But, 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 I, but I will say something happens when you're 40. Things begin to hurt that used to not hurt. You just like joints and elbows and I was playing basketball not too long ago uh, a couple weeks ago with with some people and we were just playing basketball and it was just they threw a pass and and I caught it but it did something to my thumb my thumb like had this massive jam and I'm like I've caught thousands of basketballs but on this particular moment I am like Oh my God! And so, like, I, I have a hard time touching my finger. And like, when I was twenty, it was like it was so fast to get healed or ready or back on the men's. It was easy. And now I sit down after a long drive and I'm back. You know what I'm saying? If I drive more than six or seven hours, it kind of man, my arm kind of. I have all these little, and I, I'm like in this place where I'm like, dang. I never felt any of this at 20. At 20, it was inser- I was invincible. You know, a couple of things. Roller coasters. I used to love roller coasters. Like, I, had, I have an excitement. Like, my job, if you'd asked me as a freshman in high school, what do you want to do? I want to design roller coasters. Because I love them. I was the kind of person that I, I chose the day to go to the theme park when I knew no one would be there so I could ride them all over and over again. Now I take my kids to like some soft theme park. You know what I'm saying? Like we go to Branson and after three rides, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and my kids are looking at me like, Dad, you're so soft. And I'm like, I used to be hard, son. You don't even know. I used to be a straight... You don't even know me. You know, it's amazing. My process at bedtime is a little longer. And I visit the bathroom a little bit more frequently. You know what I'm saying? Just the reality of getting a little, just a little bit older. And, and there's also another thought that's changed in my, in my life. Is that I remember being younger and thinking when I heard someone's dream, I would get excited about their passion for the dream, and it was almost as if it was gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? I like in that moment when someone said, you know what I wanna do? And I was there. I was like, yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's great. We would sip our coffee and we would leave. But I really felt like we accomplished something. And now that I'm a little bit older, and I realize that people talk a lot. But doing separates. Action has always been the separator in life. Action is always, James chapter 1 verse 22 says this, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Can we just stay right there for a second? Like, I don't know about you, but when the Bible says that you have the ability to deceive yourself and for you to be in a position where I'm not deceived would make you, let's read this verse again. Like, there have been times in my life where I've been deceived. 
I remember one particular incident. I was, we had just been married. And I generally thought that I was perfect. I mean, I mean, not totally, but mostly. And, um, and my wife has to have a conversation with me about picking up some of my shoes. And I'm like, I don't have a problem. Everybody leaves their stuff out just a little bit. And, and, and so I would wait for those one days when she would leave something out. I would be like, aha, see? Yeah. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know. But she would say, baby, in, in perspective, you leave stuff out way more than I do. And I'm like, but we both leave stuff out. And she's like, but I clean mine and yours up. And I'm like, sorry. You know, and I was a little deceived. And so she had to bring light to my understanding. As my stuff began to pile up in random corners, she would go. I didn't do that. You know, it's very easy in our... Christian walk to know so many things and be a part of church and understand church that we miss some of the content of church and we think that hearing it, knowing it, and understanding it is equal, equal to doing it. Like, I love it when people come up and they want to tell me their, 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 their theology or their thoughts or their depth of, of understanding, and which I'm for that. I, I want to be a teachable person. But when your study does not match your life, the volume on this conversation begins to go down. Because I, there is a difference. And, and, and for us to end this this conversation of being an impact maker and thinking about taking action and being people who take action, that's what I want to be. I don't want to be, I don't want to be people who amen better than we live. Yeah. Oh man, bless God. <laughs> yeah, preach it. Go on. Amen. Woo, good one. And we go right out. And Listen, I, I want this to be a representation of what we've been doing. That's, that's what I'm looking for. And, and so my, my conversation, my thought today as we talk is I want to talk about taking action in our faith. Taking action. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. And we'll have it up here for you. But Matthew chapter five, uh, uh, 7, sorry, verse 24. Matthew 7, 24. And it says this, 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Okay, well, what is he talking about? Well, he's talking about that he just got done with the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is talking. And Jesus is saying, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them. Everybody say, does them. Yes. Does them. Yes. So, chapter 5, 6, 7. Chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. Like, I don't want you to amen it. I'm glad that you showed up to the meeting. I appreciate that you were here. I love the fact that it wasn't just me and the disciples. I'm glad that we had this gathering. But let me tell you where the rubber meets the road. Let me tell you how this really gets real. Whoever hears it and does it will be like, likened to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Okay, keep, keep going. 
And the rain descended. And the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall. I don't know where we've gotten off by thinking that if we serve Jesus, our house will never be beat. I realize that there are things that we have dominion over and we stand in faith, but the Bible, this is Jesus' words telling us that there will be days when the wind against your home and the rain against your home is very real, very scary, very impactful. There will be those moments. Come on. Because as soon as, parents, you can attest to this, as soon as you kind of get your wildness out, as soon as you try to start getting a little stable, then you start having kids and you're not worried about your own life anymore. But now you're kind of worried about what they're going to do and the choices they make. This, this life that we have chosen to live, there will be storms that you cannot control. And how you build and what you do determines how strong the house is in your own personal life. But it did not fall, for it was formed and founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them and does not do them and does not do them will be like the foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it fell. Look at this, look at this last part. And great was its fall. Can I, can I just... Can we just take and transpose and bring to light great was its fall? What does that mean, great is its fall? You know, in, in a nation, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I, I've got to have as pastor the liberty to communicate where we should be and keep the compassion of where we are. And so I want to talk about marriage. I want to talk about divorce. I want to talk about men. I want to talk about women. And just because I'm pointing you to where we're going does not mean that I'm condemning anybody on what they've done. But if we are going to get so sensitive in our churches where nobody can talk about anything, then here's what's going to happen is because we don't talk about truth, we give an allowance to sin. And when sin breeds itself in our lives, come on, there's got to be right, there's got to be wrong, there's got to be truth, there's got to be yes, there's got to be no. And Jesus very, very clearly said, there is a wise man and there's a fool. And it is my heart that we are not becoming fools, that we are becoming wise, that our, our house stands, that in the midst of a storm, we come through that storm and we have a testimony and we talk about what we built on and we talk about that Jesus was there in the midst of this horrible time, this horrible moment. But we didn't fall and we didn't break and we didn't lose it. We didn't get divorced. We didn't, we didn't break apart. We'd, our kids still love us in this moment, whatever it was. And so can we just talk a little about great was its fall? Come on. We're now in this culture of millennials that have grown up. And half of, half of millennials didn't have a dad in the house. Great was its fall. 
You got, you got moms that have, are overworking three and four jobs. We're talking about statistically millennials. Stressed, angry, trying to keep everything together. Great was its fall. We've got to be the people in the house that see it and do it differently, and we act differently. We act differently. Listen, as we talk about this, I have a few thoughts about taking action that I want to give you. I want us to recognize our response, and there are three that I want to give you, and then we're going to talk about them. When you hear the word, it can be delayed, it can be denied, or you can dive in. When the word comes forth, it can be delayed, it can be denied, or we can dive in. You can go ahead and put those up there. You know, and so here's the thing, is that as we talk about all three of these, I, I want to ask a real question. Where are you? When God speaks to you, are you delaying what God wants you to do? Are we delaying what God wants you to do? Now check this out. Application always trumps knowledge. It's very easy for us to know all the right things. It's, have you ever been very frustrated having a conversation with someone who knows all the right answers but cannot put them together? And so you're talking to this person and they're like, oh yeah, no, I know. I know. And they're just talking about all the things they know, but you're like, do it. Just, just I know you know. And I appreciate you have the information, but there is some sort of disconnect because you have the information, but you don't have the production. And so there is this disconnect that's happening, and we've got to look at this. Listen, I know that we need to start having some real conversations. What do you do when what you know is more valued than what you do? What has God been speaking to you about? Because here's what we do when we delay things. We begin to rationalize. Come on, we begin to rationalize. What was the devil's idea when Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were the first couple that God created, and they were in this garden, this perfect place, and the enemy comes to Eve and begins to tell her that God is holding out, that there's a little bit more. And here's the issue. All the devil had to do with Eve, God had said there are all these trees in this garden. You can have all of this fruit, but don't, don't eat of this tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat of that tree. The only thing the devil had to do in her life was make her reason. Huh. See, when we begin to reason, then what we do is we bring down what God said and we open that up for debate. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's another way. Maybe truth is not just one way. Maybe there are many roads in many ways. Maybe that's a good concept, but I can do it another way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Truth is not where if you want a GPS to Dallas, and the GPS gives you three routes and you can take all three because you'll get there. Truth doesn't work that way. There was only one route. And a lot of people in our culture push against that because how dare anything tell me 
how to live, how to act, how to process. Listen, come on, it's easy to rationalize. I need five more minutes, just five more minutes, just 15 more minutes. Just, I'm going to leave work, 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 I'm going to leave work a little early. You know what? I, they don't pay me enough anyway. I mean, dear God. I mean, I, I, I know what my other friend makes and I don't make nearly what he makes. And, you know, he gets off earlier. And so I'm just going to go, I'm going to take these uh, liberties. I'm going to take these. Listen, I was, I, the boss wasn't there. So we showed up a little later. Uh, I don't feel good. So it really doesn't matter if I'm there. We start to take these rationalizing in our marriage. You know, well, you know what? We, I know we haven't been on a date in like ever. Uh, but, <laughs> but, I mean, she knows I love her. I mean, I would tell her when I don't. I mean, she, I mean she, she, she knows. She knows how I care about her. You know, oh, I mean, listen, there are no benefits in this job. So I'm just going to take these pins and I'm going to give them away to all my nephews. And I'm, I'm going to take these mugs, these mugs. I mean, come on. I mean, listen, I mean, the company, someone's going to, they're going to throw them away probably anyway. Let me take these mugs. and I'm going to give all these mugs. I mean, let's just take all. I'm just going to, hey, T-shirts. Come on. I need some good car wash rags. They don't care. I mean, I didn't ask, but, you know, I'm sure that they, they know I'm a great worker. And it, Come on. It's very easy to rationalize. You know what, man? I really want some friends. I really want to be connected in this church. Uh, but for some reason, I can't go more than one time a month. Man, these people really seem authentic. They really seem real. I mean, you know what? The worship, the people, my kids have fun at children's church. I really think I would grow there. But I just can't go more than one time every six weeks. And that, that may be totally legitimate, but what I'm saying to you is it's amazing how we rationalize things and we prove ourselves to ourselves that this is the way it is when really God has a different standard. God has a different standard. Listen, we have to, have, we have to be en enough with the manipulation and enough with the, 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 what, the, uh, what addiction we're going through and unforgiveness. And, and, and we have all of these things that we keep and that we hold and we wonder why we're not free. Yeah. See, this is an action gospel. It's an action gospel. It's not a hearing gospel. This isn't to give you a warm fuzzy. It's to get you mobile and, and, and moving and doing something. And so if we just come to church to feel better about ourselves, that's like going to the doctor and saying, tell me what's wrong. And they tell you and you shake their hand and go, thank you. What's the treatment, baby? What do I need to do? How many pills do I need to take? What do I need to get on a treadmill? What do, I, what do I need to do? Do I need to lower my intake? Do I need to stop drinking milk? What do I need to do to live? Listen, it's not enough to just go see the doctor. You got to follow the prescription. And it'll work and you'll be healthy and you'll be light. Come on. When you're in places of compromise... It's a little bit easy to be angry. Yeah. It's a little bit, you're looking over your, don't, that's my phone. That's my phone. What are you looking at my phone for? You care. What you hiding? Nothing, I just, it's my personal property. It's amazing how quickly, come on somebody. Listen, we've got to make sure that we're not delaying the things that God is telling us.
What about denying? Denying. Come on, God has been speaking to you about taking that person, doing this, joining this life, doing whatever it is. And, and, and you're just kind of resisting. You know you heard it. See, the first is you're not sure what you heard. When you delay it, you're not really sure what you heard. But when you deny it, you know what you heard. Come on, I got four kids. And I, I have a couple of them that would love to test me. And so I would say, hey, come here. And I knew that they knew. We all, everybody knew. We locked eyes. We made contact. Hey, could you come here? I didn't, I didn't hear you. Oh. Let me explain it to you. You know what I'm saying? When I tell you to come, you have to come. Listen, it's very easy. God loves you, and God's never going to withhold his love for you. You can go out and do absolute wrong. You can go do the worst things imaginable, and God's going to love you, and God's going to forgive you, and God's going to restore you. But can I tell you this? That God's potential and the mass that's in you that God wants to see unleashed on this world you are an answer for somebody. That's right. You are an answer for somebody. You're an answer for somebody in your home. You're an answer for somebody uh, at your job. You're an answer for so you are an answer for somebody. And this is an action gospel. And the reason that God wants you healthy is because healthiness produces healthiness. That's why we have to act. That's why we have to act. Listen. We can't deny anymore. Hey, this is an addiction in my life. Hey, you know what? This is causing problems in my marriage. Hey, you know what? The fact that I'm overspending constantly is, is putting frustration in this union. And I've got, to get, I've got to change some things because God has a plan for me that supersedes even my own plan for myself. Listen, there is action. Deny. Listen. Many times, we, we're building so much that we can't even see all that's happening. But can I tell you, when the Spirit of God speaks to you, when the Lord speaks to you, do it. Even as ridiculous as it may seem, it, it may be you go eat here in just a little bit, and, and you look over at a family, and, and, and God says, hey, I want you to go buy their meal. <laughs> No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, uh, right. But I'm telling you, here's the deal. Here's what will happen. As you begin to say yes and you act on what he tells you, here's what happens. He begins to see you as faithful. See, he'll always see you as a son and daughter. He'll always love you. He'll always want you. But that doesn't mean he sees you as faithful. There is a difference. Because I have four kids. I want them all to be faithful. But I know there's one in particularly that I can give her something to do and she will do it. The other two, I love them with all of my heart. But from the, where we're going is 40 steps, they're going to get lost. You hear what I'm saying? That I'm not downing them. 
But I'm just saying they're going to have to grow into that faithfulness if they want more opportunity. Come on, somebody. They're going to have to grow in their faithfulness if they want some more opportunity. And it is my goal to help them become all that God has called them to be. And, and for us, when God speaks to us, we've got to act. We've got to act. The last thing is this. Dive in. Dive in. I was never the one, and I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, uh, I'm going to tell on myself. I, I feel like it's a good time for me to come clean with you guys as pastor. You know the showers that you shower at like water parks? And you're supposed to shower off before you get in the water? <laughs> I never did it. I'm just saying, I know, I know, I just feel like, I don't know if I could be your pastor with the holding that inside. I need to let that out. But I was always the guy that just wanted to jump in the water. Just, just, just go, just, you know what I'm saying, like shirt and shoes and just, ah, just jump in. I know that's a personality. I do know that. Because my wife is not like that. My wife, before she walks into anywhere, reads all the rules. And follows one, two, three, four, in order. And so bring your, okay, and do, okay. <laughs> Go to the, and so my wife is like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just like, ah! like I'm like, I'm making the water messy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, it's like, let's just go. And I don't know about you, but it's like, when God trusts you enough to say, I need you to remove this from your life. I need you to do this. I need you to call your brother. I need you to talk to your mom. I, need, I would think that that, all we want to do is hear God say, I trust you. All we want to do is hear God say, I believe that you are capable of handling this or this or this. Now go do it. And those people that act, those people that go and do it, the Bible says great is your reward. Great is your reward. Come on, what has God been speaking to you about? Maybe, you're, maybe God has been speaking to you about opening your home. Maybe God has been speaking to you about connecting with one of the college students and saying, hey, maybe God's been speaking to you about helping with someone in a life group. Maybe God's been speaking to you about your job and, 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 and some things that you want to do. Maybe God's been speaking to you about reconnecting with some of your family. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do, don't you know that that is an opportunity? And God is not just dumping, but God is not just, just delegating things to you. God trusts you to handle this. And he believes, check this out, that you are the only one that can. That you are the one that can. Countless times in the Bible it says that, that, that God looked over the earth and was looking for someone who would. Noah. Noah. I need someone who will. Abraham, I need someone who will. Paul, I need someone who will. Peter, I need someone who will. And here's my heart's cry for us as a church. We may have some bad days. And we may not be our best every day. But we are faithful to the end. 
And we are people who are responsible and faithful to what God has called us to do. And we are people who will take action. We are people who will take action. In this series, we learn to believe big, to overcome issues and problems in our life. We learned that we needed to prepare and, and change the way we think. And as we end with all of this great content, what you going to do? What you going to do? I know your journal's thick. What you going to do? And so here's my prayer. My prayer is that your prayers would begin to say, God, help me be an impact maker today. Because here's what will happen. Your influence will begin to grow. Everything starts small. But I'm telling you that if the people of the house begin to take action, then here's what will happen. There won't be enough seats. Can I tell you this? I'm going to tell you another thing. It is not the church's responsibility. And I'm talking about the organization. It's not the church's responsibility to go win the lost. I go out and minister the lost, not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a believer. The institution itself does not... The institution was created to disciple and mentor believers so that they were strong enough to go out to a culture and be salt and light. That's the goal. Now, will we do outreach? Absolutely. Will we love people? Absolutely. But you are the greatest investment that this city has. When God speaks to you and you... Come on, dads. Well, what can I do right now? I'm going to tell you some things you can do right now. Action steps. Take an action. You can start praying with your kids. You can. You can take them to school if you can or bring them up or pick them up. But go up to the Bible store and get an index card of Bible verses. And start going through them just one day at a time and talk about it. Be the pastor of your home. That's an action step. Be the pastor of your home. Here's my goal for you. Is that your kids don't hear from me what they never heard from you. That dad is the preacher of the home and pastor is validating what's being said. And so when you go home, dad, the pastor talked about this. Yeah, we talked about that two days ago. Yeah. Moms. Action steps today. Come on, be, begin to pray over your kids. Maybe things that you thought were going to happen that hadn't happened yet. Begin to pray. Begin to pray for your husband. Begin to pray for your mate. Begin to pray for influence. Begin to pray. For, begin to pray. Have intentional conversations. All of you in college, here's the thing. Some of you are being financially invested to, to go to college. Some of you, your college is being paid for. Come on, I, I love the fact that our government would pay missionaries to be on the campus. You hear what I'm saying? And that don't mean that you get a flag and run around, you know, U of A, Jesus! We're going to have to find a better technique. But, but, but what if, what if 
you're a freshman and you could find one person and you could connect with them with the sole purpose of being an impact maker. What if you're a sophomore or a junior and your goal was, man, I, I can't, there's 30,000 students at U of A. There's what, 12 or 13,000. Um, I don't know if there's 12. Is there 12,000 at NWAC? I don't know. Is that too much? That's way too much. Uh, I, I think six. Someone's like six. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone and we will have a whole lot more. Action. Action. If everyone leaves here with one person in mind that they're going to connect with and impact, yeah. then in a year, here's what will happen. We'll send out people again and more will go. And that's how we're going to change the city. We're not going to change the city with just a massive event. We're going to change the city through you. That's right. You're an impact maker. And I don't care what has happened in your life. Your failure does not determine where you're going in your life. God is a redeemer. He's a restorer. And he's got great things for you. Delay, deny, or dive in. Come on, dive in. Dive in. Dive into a life group. Dive into community. Dive in. Dive in to, to allowing God to bring your Bible alive. Dive into prayer time. This week, we have seven days of prayer. Dive in. We're gonna, at 6 o'clock, someone will be going live on our, on our Facebook page, and we will begin praying. And so we're going to do six days of prayer. And I'm asking for those of you that you call this your church, will you join us at your home, and will you pray? Will you pray? Come on, there's so many action steps that we can take to be an impact maker. Y'all stand up with me. Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at The House, follow us on social media at The House underscore NWA.